let's go to the basics of restaurant business. And this may be the piece you cut out and put at the beginning. Yeah. Have you figured out if there is room or customers for what you want? Now I just Woo! hit the button so that I don't forget, Sean. This is better you know, than not. <laughs> so um, Kit Fairchild, the guy that I do another podcast with during the week, and, and it's a pretty sharp, lefty, political podcast. Mm-hmm. The technical difficulties that we run into uh, make you and I look like the most organized people in the whole world. And it's generally you that's organized. I'm just trying to get shit into the oven. So, <laughs> I got the coffee brewing, bro. Hell yeah. I am. I am mostly ready. So, what's mm-hmm. going on with you? Just How's encouraging everybody? global warming with my cup that says, let it snow in a tropical <laughs> country. The irony of my idiocy. <laughs> well, you always have the explanation that you bought it in America. Mm-hmm. That I do. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I tell you, in Ireland, they don't um, get any colder. They just get hotter and hotter. Here, get um, I got to get these other lights on. Sorry. Nothing is wrong, people. I just am in the wrong part of the building. There we go. <laughs> I want you to see what the most people don't see the chairs up version of the pub. I, I think whenever I'm talking to you, I pulled the chairs down generally. This is yeah. what a pub <laughs> actually looks like. <laughs> so, yeah. So what else goes? So, uh, you got global warming going. Hey, I, we found a friend of yours in Tulsa, evidently, but we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> yeah, we need to. I need to check my clauses on my NDAs and stuff. <laughs> right. God, isn't that the truth? Hey, the uh, so what's going on in the world, man? What are we uh, What are we yakking about today? Today, I actually, I wanted Up to top. see whether you, you did a short video on the restaurant closing. Do you want to do a detailed uh, thing on that? Shit, yeah. You want, you want to talk to people about restaurants <laughs> Yeah, because we you can give them more uh, realistic right. idea of what does it take, considering that you've been right. doing this for close to 40 years. Okay, here's the deal. You make some of the best tasting food I've ever had in my entire life. Your sister is better than you are. Mm-hmm. Which, one, which one of you should open a restaurant? Technically, my sister. No, technically Me. you. You have more business background. Uh. Right, because it, it's not about food. Here, Here's the... Here's the, the most interesting thing that we will probably say in this entire interview is this. When you go into a restaurant, you expect decent service, good food, food better than you can make at home, or why would you mm-hmm. go buy it, right? Or for yeah. convenience. You know, if I get a, a burrito at a fast food place, I have low expectations. If I get a burrito at a place with six Mexican grandmas working in the kitchen, I'm excited. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> Both of them solve the same problem, don't they? I get some nourishment. I didn't have to make it. It's probably better than I could make in both of those, you know, as a, as a white person, which is really not true with me, but with most people. Yeah. Um, and you walk out and you go, how did it make me feel? Mm. I felt like I was part of a family and the one with the six grandmas working in the kitchen. Not All yet. the hectic stuff. Every me- For those of you not in America... There is invariably a remarkably loud television going on so the people in the kitchen can hear it, but it just <laughs> blares through everybody in the dining room. And um, and you have to be okay with it not being the nicest architecture and the nicest building and the nicest location because they are only focused on food. Mm-hmm. But they are so happy to see you where if I'm rolling through a fast food place, here would be Brahms or McDonald's or something like that. I haven't eaten at a McDonald's in a decade, but um, mm. if I rolled through there, there's no feeling involved, right? 
Yeah. So all restaurants get to offer you is how you felt when you left. When it's all mm-hmm. said and done, you did a piece on a nameless, faceless place. Yeah. Right. You know, you know what you felt there? Nothing. Because mm-hmm. nothing's worse than anger. Anger is okay because it means that there was something impassioned about you. Um, nameless, faceless, when you walk out, you're like, okay, I can't get that 20 minutes back. Yeah. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So think about that first. The, the big thing is, and, and I've told you this before, but I'll say it for the audience. I have never once thought I could do your job. Yeah, true. Ever. Never entered my mind. I call you for the dumbest shit in the world as you roll your eyes and go, just click the button on the left and it's done. <laughs> and But I'm glad I have a friend that I know that's that smart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I really am. The problem is everyone thinks they can do my job. Oh, yeah. Everyone. I don't care. The homeless guy down the street thinks he can run a restaurant. Sean, really I'm, I'm guilty of that. When I walk up to you and I'm like, Sean, <laughs> I'm thinking about opening this cool joint. What do you think? You'll be like, can you just shut up and go back to what you were yeah, doing? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> well, so so that's the arrogance of the whole thing. If I wanted to go into your line of work, I would go back to school. I would get a degree in it. Mm-hmm. I would make associations in it. I would make allies. You know, people I eventually have to work with down the line. Yeah. Um, people walk into mine and think because you had six people at your house for a dinner party that you're ready for this. Now, now mm-hmm. look, I'm not cutting those people down because they have enabled me to own restaurants and locations I probably could never have afforded. And what I mean by that is when they go bankrupt, I go in and swoop in and buy it for pennies on the dollar. And that is how I've made my entire living for and we're, we're 40 some odd years. And that sounds mean, doesn't it? Like, I'm just a shark in the water waiting for shit to happen. Can I tell you, like, even recently when restaurants open, like, in this neighborhood, I'll go look at it. In my head, I'm making notes of all the brand new shit that I can see. Right. Okay, and right. The only, the only difference is that I don't have you to call going like, Sean, don't buy this. In three months, we'll have it anyway. <laughs> I, exactly. And so, so it sounds, I mean, I've obviously jaded you as bad as myself from you hearing about this for decades. Mm-hmm. That I so I would never be a doctor. I would never think I could own an automobile repair shop. So you've got these few recipes you want to do. Here's how you save yourself from losing your house and having it auctioned off and shit like that. Um, go get a food truck. Yeah. But so so let's talk about the the basics because we've got we've got a little bit of time. So the basics are this: if you want to own a restaurant, you should have worked in a restaurant oh yeah you have to be able to fire any employee at any time or fill in for an employee who calls in sick Mm -hmm. at every single job so you have to be at least competent at what seemed to be the easiest jobs in the world until you just try to get food out of a kitchen and to a table and Mm -hmm. it is the fight of a mob boss in the back and it's the college graduate out front these are the things that nobody, how many personalities can flip like that in 15 seconds? Very few. You're back in the back going, hey, where's my Because you're the one that's going to look like an idiot out in front. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you walk out the door, the smile goes, hey, sir, that's going to be just a minute. I didn't think it was hot enough. So I asked them to heat that up a little more for you. Um, mm-hmm. You have to have some expertise in alcohol, but not be an alcoholic. 
That's very rare, Sean, to find with a waiter. (laughs) Where's that? Where's that fine line? Mm -hmm. You know, Um, you have to be willing to work these weird hours. Now, when I first started, the hours were the issue for anybody going into the restaurant business. I never cared. I, I, why would I want to drive to work at the same time as everybody else? I know. Why would I want to be at traffic (laughs) in the grocery store at the same time with everybody else? But I'm from the Midwest, the center part of the country, and I'd lived out on the West Coast. I knew what traffic was. Mm-hmm. And I would just sit there in traffic and go, I cannot believe I just wasted two hours of my life and I can't get it back. Yep. And all I did was I was in a queue on a road mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. So, so you can be passionate about food. You can be passionate about wine. You can be passionate about tea. You can mm-hmm. be passionate about all of this stuff. Translating that into a workable business model um, takes marketing. Is there room for yet another restaurant? Okay, so the so when I did this video, I didn't do it out of anger. I did it out of kindness because all of these people who don't know anything about restaurants kept going, well, this is why they're all closing. It's mm-hmm. because of this. And I'm just like, oh, dear God. Wait a second. You what know, did the news channel, the news story that they covered, what did they say? They covered. They... You know, well, they go, they go, there's 35 restaurants have closed, but we probably have a thousand. Mm-hmm. Does 35 even matter? Or yeah. is it 35 restaurants you knew about? Mm-hmm. You never went to the South. I mean, not you personally, because you actually did go to the South Side. I'm talking oh, about shitty. regular everyday folks. Mm-hmm. Don't go to the South side. Don't go to a restaurant where they don't speak English and you got to use hand signals. I still go to the, the old bowling alley and eat the best Indian food in Oklahoma city. And nobody speaks English, but mm-hmm. they recognize me from here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I get a lot of attention. I really do. It's, it's weird now. So people don't do that. So, so let's be honest with ourselves and say the 10 restaurants that, that each one of us eats at. Now, you and I, that might be 30, mm-hmm. okay? If one of the 30 closes, you and I have not eaten there in one month if we do our rotation. Yeah. They are not staying open waiting for us to go in there once a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not. They got, they got to have foot traffic every day. You got to replace your clientele about 20% of it a year. Mm-hmm. You know, the people die, they get sick, they move. They just don't mm-hmm. like you anymore. They get tired mm-hmm. of lemon chicken, you know, <laughs> shit like that. They do. I had lemon chicken for a year. I just want something different. Mm-hmm. Can I have lemon chicken with cream sauce? <laughs> Some <laughs> bullshit like that. So, I, so I'm not saying any of this to hurt anybody's feelings. I, I always get irritated that people go to chef school without having been a dishwasher or a prep cook, or the things that would be required to Mm -hmm. be a chef. So let's go to the basics of restaurant business. And this may be the piece you cut out and put at the beginning. Yeah. Have you figured out if there is room or customers for what you want? What did you do in marketing? Mm -hmm. How many seats are available in your neighborhood? So if you want to go out to eat, your neighborhood has 10 or 15 restaurants. Yeah. How many of those do you walk in that are half empty? Mm-hmm. Especially during the week, because everybody's full on the weekend. That's not hard. When people walk in and go, oh, my God, you're so full. It's mm-hmm. Friday at 7, man. Everybody's full. I have that shitty habit here where on Mondays I'll go to check out new places because most yeah. places will be empty and have a seat. <laughs> right. So what does that tell you? In five years, where are they going to be? 
Mm. Right. Not operation. Not going to be there. <laughs> I might as Unless well be can... quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, or, and they might. So the way this works is, is so I've given you the basics. So you got to know whether there's marketing. You got to know whether there's how many restaurants are there. Is it saturated? And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter how good of a cook you are. Mm -hmm. People still eat at McDonald's and Wendy's and Brahms and all of these things when they're hungry. They do. I I do. You know, I sent you a a picture of me eating a Popeye sandwich the other day. (laughs) Right. Hey, man, I like if you're going to eat fried chicken, eat Popeye's. They are the best. Literally over here. I don't know about over there. You got better spice combos over there. I I would like to try some chicken joints over there. That'd be oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. So so it isn't enough to be a connoisseur of restaurants. So do you know enough qualified waiters and waitresses to open your restaurant? Do because if you don't know them, you got to hire them. Guess who shows up? The people that were fired from somewhere else, yeah. or that moved on, or you know th- this business is rampant with drug and alcohol problems. Rampant. Mm-hmm. Um. I have found, and Diana's very good at this, is she brings in 18-year-olds, you know, that have not developed these issues yet. Yeah. Do they take a while to train? Yeah. But guess what? You can leave, your, your booze is safe around them. It's worth the investment as well, right? Yeah, it really is in the long run. And they've never made that kind of money before. And, and you know, depending on where they're from, they're never going to make it. So mm-hmm. they're going, this is the best job I'm ever going to get. And yeah. then we start talking to them and go, go to college, do this, do that. You, mm-hmm. know, you, you mentor them and then you raise them. They become daughters and sons, you know, eventually. So, so the money part of this, then do you have enough money to run for, let's say a year without an income, meaning mm-hmm. you can work for free 70 hours a week. And I'm not joking when I say 70, I am here at four o'clock in the morning and I will be here tonight at eight 30. Um, mm-hmm. Is this my life? No, but I really enjoy being here. Yeah. Here's the other big part. Can you build a place that you want to be in that many hours a day? Because if you don't want to be there, why does anybody else want to be there? True. Think about it. Mm-hmm. If you're in your own place and you go, God, I would really like to go so-and-so, that place is cool. Go ahead and close down. Because mm-hmm. if you don't believe in your own place, nobody else does. So yeah. I opened my first restaurant for $5,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have, you know me well enough to know I will go the immigrant route all day long. I don't give two shits whether somebody likes that my tables are used or no. I, I don't care. Yeah. What I care about is if I have enough people in that really enjoy what I do, want to have a good time. How do they feel when they leave? Mm-hmm. Do they go tell their friends, man, that was the friendliest place I have been to in years? Yeah. You know, because some somebody didn't walk up with the obligatory bling and, Hi, I'm Dave. I'm going to be your server tonight. Uh, what can I get you? And the manager doesn't come check on you after two drinks, you know, making sure you're okay, sir. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm fine. Get the fuck away from me. I'm, I'm on a date. <laughs> 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 Why does this guy keep showing back up? <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's look at the, those, those normal things. And then location, location, location. Where's your restaurant? Mm-hmm. The place I'm in right now is the best location I have ever owned. I'm, or I've been in is what I need to say because I don't own this building. Mm-hmm. Um, I am outside of a, a wealthy district of Oklahoma. I don't have to really worry whether people can afford to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't have to be overly budget minded. But what I have to do is give them a creative experience that if they've traveled to Europe, this matches up with it, and Vito's matches up with it, mm-hmm. and that. It, 
If you want to open an Irish pub, guess where you should go? Ireland. <laughs> that little country over there that does what you do. <laughs> go work in some Irish pubs for free. Everybody will take your free labor. If you're mm -hmm. not going to be their competitor, hell yeah, go work for free. That shows me you really want to own a business, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be the person at the end of the bar in a seat telling everybody what to do. That mm -hmm. guy will invariably go broke or gal will go broke. Um, yeah. All right. What have I not covered here? So we've covered the amount of seats need to be available. Mm -hmm. Is the market flush or are you in a new market? And the other thing is, if you're in a new market, do they know what you do? Mm. Yeah. Okay, your your chicken 63, 74, 14, 9 is the single best chicken I've ever eaten in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Now, now there is a place here called the Port of Puri Puri. Oh yeah. That has chicken that rivals yours. Mm -hmm. And and I was the only white person in there, which is my favorite place to wait, favorite place to eat. Is you know, if I'm the only if I'm the only whitey in there, the food's gonna be delicious. <laughs> um, and it was but they need to be busier, but their yeah. food was spectacular. I, I won't lie. So mm -hmm. do people know what your food is? Mm -hmm. And I would point to the port of Puri Puri and go, Hey, you all need to get the word out. This shit is delicious. Yeah. And it really, God, it was off the chain. I, I was almost homesick for hanging out with you and your sister. Almost. <laughs> what almost. was the name of the other place we used to eat with the uh, fried chicken, the Guatemalan chicken fried? The, oh, one of your down on Twenty Third Street, mm -hmm. El Camperos, El Camperos, which yeah doesn't doesn't really translate well. And to be honest with you, what does that so mean? So it might be it might be a family name or something. Mm -hmm. Most compadres would be like the friends, you know. You know, you know, a lot of people from from. Um, other cultures, it, friendship is what's most important. So they usually put that in a name, and which means nothing to Americans whatsoever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they tell you if you're doing a name, don't don't do that. Los amigos, that that sounds like you don't want to be my friend here. When it really in Spanish is, hey, it's it's our friends. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's really sweet, and it it tanks every time. So I'm going to give you my best example of a failure because I I have had one monumental failure in my life. Mm -hmm. So I used to go to San Francisco all the time. And uh, I was in love with this young girl out there. So I would travel out there to go see her all the time. And we would go have coffee and she could have drinks if she wanted to, but I didn't drink. So, uh, and play pool and then have really delicious food in this little cafe called the mm -hmm. Tivoli. Mm -hmm. And I, I sat there and went, and I had already owned uh, one restaurant. And I was like, man, if I ever own a restaurant, I'm doing this because it's mm -hmm. where I want to be. There's back to the deal. It's where I want to be. I, I wouldn't need to be anywhere else all day or all night. If my friends came in and out, I'd be cool with being there all day and all night. Right? What I don't understand is I couldn't build the Tivoli. I thought it was the espresso bar people were there for, and it wasn't. It was how, the, how did the place make me feel? Mm. And so I opened an espresso bar in conjunction with an art film house. It should work, right? Yeah. Those two things go together, except the people that go to art film houses don't have what? Money to pay for the Money. coffee that is available next door. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what do you say to anybody who tells you they want to be an actor or actress? <laughs> I said, can I have one more mocha, please? Yes. <laughs> I, I That's so shitty of me to say because I was an actor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, but it is the most appropriate joke. So, so I... 
Let, let's stay to the restaurant deal. I, I don't want to get off because what are we at? About 10 minutes? Um, we're at 1853. Holy sh- God dang, I talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, you do a Q&A with me now of things. So you and I, have you have talked to me about stuff in India. And yeah. I would love to go over there and open a restaurant for a person. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't want to own it. Um, yeah. You know, if they give me a share, I can't watch any of the money anyway. So, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe maybe I get a check. Maybe I don't. It's like dealing with some of the oil companies here. Okay, so <laughs> let me give you the world's best example. Yeah. I got this couple in my place last week, and their dream is to own a Scottish bar. Okay. Scottish pub. How many people have you ever heard that out of in your entire life? Uh, these would be the second people I've heard it from. <laughs> I actually know the name of the first one who said it to me (laughs) some 12 and these are (laughs) and these are Americans Mm -hmm. that want to move to Scotland and open a Scottish pub oh wow and I go well you know they already have pubs in Scotland run by Scottish people Mm -hmm. and they go yeah we know and I go okay well then let's have a business lesson here so I go um have you ever been to Scotland? Nope, we're going next year. And I go, oh, well, that's good. God, when you're over there, turn it into a work trip, work yeah. for free as a dishwasher in a couple, find out where they buy their food, how they buy their food. Because, you know, in India, you go to your butcher. Yeah. I don't go to a butcher. I have everything delivered. Or I go to a restaurant depot, this warehouse place, mm-hmm. where I go get my own shit. So I go, um, you know, Scottish people are notoriously cheap. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know that? Because you don't want to open a restaurant with people that are notoriously cheap because everything's about money rather than quality. And, yeah. uh, and that's, that's tough because Scots want both. They want quality and they don't really want to have to pay much for it. Mm-hmm. So we go through the whole thing. And I said, if you really want to do this and you want to be successful, quit trying to be a Scottish pub. And, and I, I had a concept years ago that I never did that I'd worked on for about four months called The Ugly American. And oh, I shit. still think is this the this... is this the American bar you wanted to open in like a yeah. foreign place? Yeah. I do it. I would do it in India. I and, and that so, would be an awesome thing to do here. Right. Go to Waffle House. Be mm. a nighttime cook at Waffle House. Believe me, they need nighttime cooks. They'll take you, no mm. matter how old and shrivelly you are, and go be a cook there for a month. And mm-hmm. the guy goes, "Oh, I used to be a sous chef at Deep Fork, this restaurant here." And I go well, you know how to make Italian food so you could have Italian food Mondays or Tuesdays or something. That's good. So you'll fill it in on on those. I said, but but what everybody really wants from Americans is Waffle House. Mm -hmm. So be the pub that sells Waffle House. Don't don't act like you're not the American that walked in and thought you could run the show. Be the ugly American. Your Mm -hmm. menu needs to be the ugly American. So everybody walks around town and goes, you seen that fucking ugly American? (laughs) Yeah. that guy's daft. daft move, <laughs> move over here and give us some of your shit from back home. But if they're not making fun of you like that over there, they don't like you. Mm-hmm. If they're making fun of you, they like you. Oh, yeah. That's what I try to explain to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Weird fucking culture. Right. And when you, but you know, mm-hmm. and, and, but these other folks don't know. So, so we go through the whole deal and I go, it isn't about selling the booze. What do you do that nobody else does? And you do it better than them. And you have more knowledge than them. You have the knowledge of being an asshole American. Mm-hmm. I mean, what better do you want if you're going to open the place that basically says, hey, over here. Yeah, I'm the problem. 
but I've got but I've got hash browns. <laughs> See, Cunningham used to tell me this one thing always yeah. where um, there was one time where I think it was Singapore Airlines, which mm-hmm. is still like ranked like the best airline in the world, I guess, if somebody right. else has not beat them. But right. uh, Dan was t- uh, talking about how when he went on that plane, it was this uh, pretty little Asian girl who gave him like a hot yes. towel and was like, they hey, all are. I right. want a little yeah. towel for your face type thing. And then he's like, he had a had to switch flights somewhere in the Middle yeah. East, and then he gets onto American Airlines, and he has like this big old gal walked up to him and literally went like, "What the fuck do you want?" Right? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> welcome to welcome to the ugly American, and and you could do the East Coast thing like Boston, where the servers snap back at you. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. I'd, I'd like a beer. Oh, it's nice that you would like one. Do you want to use proper English and say, "I'd like to have"? <laughs> could you get me? <laughs> So that that could work. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and go, okay, in a country of three pubs on every street, you have to open something that is not one of those pubs. That market is saturated. Mm-hmm. So they could do something different. And essentially, they are a diner that serves alcohol. Yeah. But but does Scotland really need it? No, but they got a lot of tourists, and those tourists would like a break sometimes. Dude, I don't care where I eat. Sometimes I just want some shitty old greasy fried food. Oh, Sean, yeah. anytime like people from Oklahoma come to Bangalore, there's like one night where I literally just take them to like a McDonald's or a KFC. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, please eat right. here today. I am right. I am tired of seeing you eat spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> They're still sweating. And they've mm-hmm. run out of toilet paper. So, <laughs> so, so those are those are the things. And and the biggest the biggest problem in this business um, is drugs, alcohol, gambling, womanizing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that mostly covers it. So, people, so, do you mean that those the mismanagement kind of fucks up the working capitals that are needed to procure all the ingredients and whatever the for them to run. Har- Harvard just called. They want you back. Um, <laughs> John, in my uh, defense, what, this weekend, Alex called me and he asked me, what are you doing? And I said, I was just messing with a spreadsheet. He was like, does this have anything to do with work or just relaxing? <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad I can get. <laughs> that is pretty good. So so it would be great if you if you need a business partner, you want an accountant. Mm-hmm. So they understand everything that you just said. But most people don't want to bring an accountant in because they are smarter at that than they are. Yeah. Right? But yeah, so they don't want that. So they want their group of, of buddies, that drinking buddies, who you mm-hmm. don't need as partners. Those, those don't count. Um, don't borrow money from a local drug dealer, you know, because then he'll be dealing drugs out of your restaurant. Mm-hmm. I mean, this sounds like you should know it. Uh, people don't know it. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it. Uh, so, so a real finance plan. Can you pay your rent every month? So here's the here's the gauge for anybody. The way you pay your rent every month is in your sales on Friday night. If your sales are not enough money on one Friday night to cover yep. your rent for the month, you're going to go broke. Now, go, How do, what, that's the dumbest. And I go, really? Because I've owned restaurants for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I know. Huh. That's what it takes. Labor is off the charts right now. You need to have talented, cooperative people that know how to work. A moody chef will leave any day he or she feels like leaving. 
Mm-hmm. And unless you were a chef, that's a problem. So no moody people. You just yeah. need somebody to get your damn food out, you know, and get exactly the same food. Even if it's bad, it just needs to be the same every day. Mm-hmm. So people know what to expect. Okay. So I've given you a lifetime of classes in restaurant touring in what are we at? 25 minutes? We are at, yeah, 27. <laughs> okay. So let's do it. What do we got? Three minutes left. So let's talk about money. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get your money from? How did you get your money? How are you going to pay it back? Did you inherit that money? Because if you mm-hmm. inherited it, buy a bar stool at a place. Don't give, yeah. give them like 1500 bucks to put your name on the back of it. No one else gets to sit there. Yeah. Or that is a better investment there, than have, trying to start yeah. an entire pub and go and sit in there. <laughs> right. right. So if you're working at a restaurant, you do not get to be part of the party. You are the host. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to drink. You don't get to, when you get invited to the bathroom for somebody for some, for some snow powder, you do not get to partake. You do mm-hmm. not have to get to partake with somebody's wife when they invite you into the bathroom. There's a lot of things you got to be able to say no to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's very difficult as a young man. I will honestly tell you, I was not very good at saying no, but I learned mm-hmm. that I got to, you know, I'm, I'm working here. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't look like I'm working, but I'm working. And then yeah. when, when can you age out of this business? I'm 60. I feel like I get hit by a truck every day when I wake up. I mean, I, I need, I am working my way out of it as we speak. Yeah. And I've got management in place. I'm training the other one. Now, assuming they all work out and nothing terrible happens that happens in life, mm-hmm. um, should be about a year and I should be able to comfortably and safely walk away, um, oh, which wow. is what I want to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but, but you gotta, how are you going to get out? Um, mm-hmm. I put poison pills in every contract, meaning I put something in there that allows me to walk away from the contract and not write a 20, 50 or $75,000 check. Mm-hmm. So buy everything from a bankrupt auction. Uh, yeah. Make sure you know the right people to hire and not just people that you drink with in a bar that say they will leave their job to come work for you. They will not. Oh, that never works. Eh? Recently, never works out. Someone was actually asking me about setting up a Irish pub here because they know mm-hmm. I know you. And right. I was like, cool. It, it would be a pain, but it'll basically be Sean's final word because I'm not going to interfere in that because those are operations he knows at the back of his hand. I'm just right. a casual observer most of the time. So. But yeah, I'll point at Sean and videos. write complaints. <laughs> <laughs> tell him to write my videos and go, you know, he cleans the bathrooms every day. Mm-hmm. You, are you willing to do that? That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Are you too good for this business? Oh, yeah. You know, my mom. Literally, when I opened my first restaurant, I was like, you know, Sean, we r- restaurants are not for us. And do you want to explain to everybody what that means in that language, Deepak? That means it is beneath us to be in restaurants, where we are serving <laughs> and waiting on other people. That's all they mean by that. <laughs> that is, and, they, and she didn't mean anything personal by it. She was just mm-hmm. explaining to me where the other side of the tracks were. And what that yeah. means is where the railroad goes through town, the good people live on this side and the other people live on that side. Mm-hmm. And I was putting myself in the other category by mm-hmm. a restaurant. <laughs> and she was the nicest lady in the entire world. <laughs> and and that, that thing sticks with me, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, a, it is a service industry. And if you don't like waiting on people and serving people, you're, you're in the wrong business. And if you think you're above it, you're really in the wrong business. So Saturday night, I was shorthanded. And one of my sons, who's about 30, I was like, God, I should just call him and see if he could help. And I go, "Eh, he isn't going to wash dishes. 
And I asked him yesterday, I was like, oh man, would you have watched it? I said, yeah, do whatever you need. I go, ah, God. Work yeah, my you- ass off on Saturday. Yeah. Not Kyle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not Kyle. I was one. like, I was like, oh shit, my intern has improved. Bill, <laughs> I still keep calling no. him my intern after all these years. <laughs> he must be if like, that I, guy's a dick. <laughs> if I called him at six on, on a Friday or Saturday, he would not call me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Say whether you like it or not, Sean, I know he is smart as fuck and wouldn't answer the phone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Hey, I don't ever challenge him for being smart, business savvy, everything else. Mm -hmm. He thinks I make fun of him all the time, but I make fun of him because he makes better decisions than I made at that age. Mm -hmm. And and so it's actually a compliment, but that is not what he hears. All right. (laughs) Any last questions before we got to get out of here? That was pretty much it, Tim. Since we covered the entire topic compared to whatever <laughs> shitty little news articles I was reading, where it <laughs> I was like, dude, what are you talking about? You like this place and it's close and now that's news. Right. <laughs> yeah. A 23-year-old's version. <clears throat> Nothing against 23-year-olds, but they just don't know shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they just they just don't know shit. Yeah. Do you know, I actually did that last week when I asked somebody their age in the audience and he told me he was 22. And I was like, dude, you are useless to this show. I'm just going to move on and <laughs> I... pretend I never asked you this question. That's right. Good for you. Yeah, you're like, do you, literally, you look like an adult and that's mm-hmm. all we've got going on here. Mm-hmm. All right, homie. Well, thank you for the thank you for the, the questions and everything. And if anybody has other questions, tell them to shoot them to me. Yeah. I haven't figured out how our message board works on this deal. So oh, you can send them on the to YouTube comments and the Spotify yeah. comments, even hit us up on Instagram <laughs> or Facebook and we will respond yeah. to it. Because Sean and me do like reading other people's emails to us. <laughs> right. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll read it on. We'll read it on that show. Look, the, the, the biggest thing I would tell everybody going away here. I've not just owned an Irish pub. I, my family's owned two top 100 in America restaurants. Um, I've got vast, vast, vast experience, and this is what works. Yeah. So take us out, my friend. All right. That was an episode about restaurants. The Villagers podcast. (laughs) Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get your podcast. Like and subscribe. (laughs)